You ain't got to pray that anymore. The will of God is thanks in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God. And can I just pause and tell you that statement is not always easy. That statement is rough sometimes. Because when pain and misfortune and tragedy hits, yet we still give God thanks. Because even though it's not easy, it's always right. Give thanks. Give Him praise. Understand what he has done and understand who he is. Somebody give him thanks. For this is the will of God. In the book of Job, we find Job going through a trial. Probably one of the most devastating trials anybody could ever endure. I mean, if I were to ask you today, how many like to go through a trial? How many like to have pain? How many like to lose your babies? I don't think anybody, Brother Tony, would say, I will. Bring it my way. Let me lose my job. Let me lose my health. Let me lose everything that's dear to me. Nobody would raise their hand, Brother Archie. Let me feel the pain. Let me have the need. But Job, he lost it all. And in the midst of it, the true test Job asked God 14 times why about his calamity. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Nothing wrong in asking God why. See, many of you are saying, God, I've got faith in you. I trust you. And God says, really? Let me put you to a test. Isn't that what Peter said? Lord, I love you. I'll never deny you. I'll lay down my life for you. And Jesus like, really? Talk is cheap. Let's put you through a test and let's see. Because I know that Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you that your faith fail thee not, but understand before the cock crows three times, you will have denied me three times. And so Job asks the question, why? Why died I not from the womb? Why did I not give up the ghost? Why was I even born if it all meant trouble and pain? Why is light given to a man 
whose way is hid. Why do I walk around aimlessly without any kind of direction? I have sinned. What shall I do unto thee, O thou preserver of men? Why hast thou set me as a mark against thee? Why dost thou not pardon my transgression and take away my iniquity? In the midst of his trial, Job had no idea why all this was happening. And can I tell somebody this morning, we may never know the whys. We may never understand the trial in the midst of the battle. And we may never comprehend his plan. But can I tell somebody, we need to learn this phrase. We need to get it birthed inside of our spirit. And that is in everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God. I don't understand it, but God, you do. And because of that, I give it to you. And I give you praise. And I give you thanks. Even though all hell is coming against me, I'm going to give you thanks. And that's what Job did. What did he lose? He lost everything. He lost his cattle. He lost his possessions. He lost his kids. He lost his health. His so-called friends. Be careful. You will know your true friends. Not in the midst of prosperity, but in the midst of adversity. When the rubber meets the road, you will know who your friends are and who your friends are not. Because Job's so-called friend said, the reason why you're facing this is because you got sin in your life. You got some stuff in you. That's what the friend said. And now his wife, we always throw his wife under the bus because the wife is pinned with the words, why don't you just curse God and die? I don't think that his wife said that because she was anti-God. But I think his wife loved her husband enough to see all the pain, the heartache, the suffering that he went through, everything he lost, the pain and agony of losing kids. You can replace things, but you can't replace kids. And all of a sudden, from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, he's got boils. And his wife is like, I can't bear that enough. Why don't you just throw in the towel? Why don't you just give up? Every voice says, walk away. Can I... He's failed you, Job. Give up the ghost. The Bible says, from friends and family, all the voices that has been going on inside of him. And I'm going to tell you, you got to be careful. In the midst of your trial and the midst of your circumstance, you've got to be careful with the voices you allow to enter and stay. 
You gotta be very careful with the associations that you keep in the midst of your horrific trial. Because if you're not careful, those voices will derail you from the promises of God. That's why the Bible says that we are to try the spirits and see if they're of God. I don't care if they say, thus saith the Lord. If it contradicts the, the word of God, it's not the voice of God. Every voice, family and friends, are saying, give up. But yet Job 1.20, the Bible says, Job arose and rent his mantle and shaved his head and fell down on the ground and worshiped. In the midst of agony, in the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of losing everything in his life, he falls down and worships. You talk about faith. You talk about trust in God. And then he makes that statement, naked came I out of my mother's womb and naked shall I return thither the Lord gave and the Lord hath taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. When tragedy hit, when the trial of his life unfolded that day, Job arose and rent his mantle and fell down and worshiped God. He didn't have a pity party, Brother Archie. He didn't feel sorry for himself. He didn't blame others for his misfortunes, but he fell down and he worshiped God. He had something birthed inside of his spirit, Brother Patrick, in everything. I'm going to give God thanks because this is the will of God. In everything, give thanks. These horrific days and horrific moments in life are either going to make you or they're going to break you. When tragedy hits, when devastations come your way, when the trials comes knocking down your door and it will, you mark it down. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. And when the rain happens and Brother McIntosh, when the storms begin to blow, we've got to forget about what everybody else is saying. Forget about what everybody else is doing. Forget about all the obstacles in our lives, all the tragedy that has befallen us and forget about throwing in the towel and saying what's the use when tragedy hits. It's a time to fall down and worship him. It's a time to give him thanks. When that day comes, I've got to realize that there is a God in charge of my life and there is a God that has everything under control. It's in those moments, Brother Frank, I've got to bring God into the equation of my life. I've got to bring him in the equation of my tragedy. 
not the Marlboro Man, not Jack Daniels, not Jim Beam, but I need to bring God into my dilemma, into my trial. How do I do that? It starts with thanks. It starts with praise because God inhabits, God dwells, God abides where there is praise. It's not easy. But it's always right. He inhabits, Brother Rudy, the praises of his people. And in the midst of trial, in the midst of pain and suffering, he shows up. When you give him praise, when you give him thanks. I know it's not easy, Brother Miller. James 1, you better believe. It's not easy but it's always right weeping may endure for a night brother Patrick you are 1000% right but joy comes in the morning can I tell you there is a God that has heard every one of your prayers there is a God that has watched every tear that you have shed There is a God that has seen all those sleepless nights, all the anxiety, all the fear, all the worry, and all the doubt. And God is saying, I'm just waiting for somebody to believe the report of the Lord. I'm just waiting for somebody to get it birthed in their spirit that all they have to do is bring me into the equation. How do they do that, Pastor? They do it by praise in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God. Because when you praise him, when you give him thanks, you do what we sing about. I'm trading my, I'm trading everything that you're dealing with. I'm trading it. I'm laying it down. For the joy of the Lord. I taught a message. I say a few months. I'm getting older. It seems like everything is just a few days away. It's probably a few years ago. But but I talked the difference about happiness and joy. Happiness is external. Happiness is if I get a raise. If I get a gift. If I get a new car, whatever it is, if I get a promotion, I'm happy. But if I lose my job and I lose my car, then I lose my happiness. Happiness is external, but joy is internal. Joy is that if he takes away, I still got my joy. If the doctor gave me a negative review, I still got joy. If the adversary and friends and family tell me to throw in the towel and curse God and die, oh no, I've got joy, unspeakable joy dwelling on the inside of my spirit and the inside of my soul and I realize there is a God fighting for me. There is a God that has everything under control.
control. And he said, hey, weeping just endures for a night, but joy, it comes in the morning. Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Somebody ought to lift up your voice and say, God, I'm giving you thanks. I'm giving you praise. We're entering. This in a few days. We're going to have Thanksgiving. And a lot of us are going to come off the wagon of our diets. I've been very, very bad. I haven't been on the wagon, the train. But I'm going to splurge a little bit on Thanksgiving. Isn't that funny? That's what we do. We just eat. I don't know how many pumpkin pies are made and and how many apple pies are made and and hams and turkeys and, and, and cranberry and all that stuff. We consume a lot. But in reality, I'm not thankful for the food. I'm thankful for the provider. Well, but... Pastor, you don't, you don't know what I'm facing. You don't know what I'm going through. Can I just give you a 411? You're above ground today. You're in the house of God today. You feel his presence here today. Isn't that reason in itself to give God praise that he hasn't forgot about you? He's got everything under control. I'm telling you, all we've got to learn is that phrase from Zechariah that it's not by might nor by power, but it's by his spirit, saith the Lord. And we gotta give him praise because if we do, in the midst of trial, we confuse everything. We confuse the enemy. We confuse the flesh. We even confuse family member. Why are you going to church? You just got out of the hospital. Why are you bringing your tithe? Why are you giving offering? I don't understand that. Of course you don't. Because the carnal mind will never discern the things of the spirit There's an old song that says, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. And I'm telling you, if he did it for me then, he can do it for me today. If he got me out before, he can get me out again. I've got a God that loves me. I've got a God that believes in me. You better believe that in everything, I'm going to give him praise. I'm going to give him thanks. Because God can. And can I tell you, you can't. What do you mean, Pastor, I can't? You can't. You can't do anything by yourself. Because the moment you try is the moment you fail. What are you talking about? I got that job. I worked the overtime. I took the other shift. I did, it was my, it was your idea. Don't you think God gave you favor? Don't you think God gave you the ability? 
Don't you think it was God that began to raise you up? Don't get the notion that you did it. Because if you get the idea that you did it as fast as you got it is as fast as God will take it away. The devil went to and fro searching who he could go after and he sees Job. He says, let me go after him. He'll curse you, God. And used his wife to say that word. And God says, you know what? I've got faith in him. I've got faith that he won't bow, that he won't throw in the towel. You can do whatever you can, but don't touch his life. And all of a sudden, all this stuff comes his way. It wasn't God tempting him. It was the adversary of his soul that was tempting him. And all of a sudden, what do you think hell began to do? When Job shaves his head, throws his garments down, falls on his knees, raises his hands, and begins to worship God, he began to tear down the very gates of hell at the lowest possible state. He falls down and he worships God and he says, blessed is the Lord God. He gives and he takes away. I'm telling you, that's what destroys the very gates of hell is when men and women get the idea that I'm going to give God praise in the good and the bad in sickness and in health in prosperity and adversity in everything give thanks. Somebody ought to clap your hands unto the Lord and say, thank you, Jesus. As I can't. But Brother Frank, God can. And God will. He'll bring victory in the midst of chaos. He'll bring hope in the midst of despair. He'll bring comfort in the midst of loss, he'll bring peace in the midst of the storm. It happens by giving him thanks. Romans 8, 28. Many of you could quote that. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Can I tell you, not everything feels good and not everything is good, but all things work together for the good. And it may not happen the way I think it should happen. It may not unfold the way I thought it should unfold. But God said all things work together for the good to them that love God. He may not calm every storm in your life, but he can calm you during the storm. We can't control what comes our way, but we can control how we're gonna react to the stuff that comes. And in his word, he never promised he'd give you peace or cause peace in the midst of your storm, but he would give you peace in the midst of the storm. Brother Alex, you can come. Can I tell you that coal undergoes intense pressure before it becomes a diamond. 
And gold goes through the extreme heat of the refiner's fire before it can be pure gold. Silver has the dross, the impurities burnt from it before it can be considered as sterling. What is there in our lives that if removed will allow us to shine forth as pure gold, as sterling silver, and as a diamond for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 1 Peter 4, verse 12. Beloved, thinketh it not strange concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you. And though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice inasmuch that ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding great joy. We may not understand or comprehend why, Brother Benia. Now, I may not understand why we face what we do. May not comprehend why we have to go through what we go through. And why it seems like we've got out of that trial. Just walking into another trial. I don't understand that when, when everybody else has clear health, everybody else is blessed. Why am I, God, the only one going through this as high as his ways are above our ways? His thoughts are above our thoughts. We need to learn to change our mentality and change the way we think. If we could turn our mourning into dancing, if we could turn our pain into praise, then God can begin to work in our lives. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. And not just on Thanksgiving. Though we're going to celebrate that. And we're going to have a great service on Wednesday. But we can't just give God thanks on Thanksgiving. It's got to become a lifestyle. It's got to become a habit. He gives. He takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He is working for you. And he's working for your good. Can I give somebody a little bit of hope today? There are better days out on the horizon for you. Better days are before you. I know you've shed some tears. I know you've had to endure sleepless nights and worrying about how all this is going to unfold. God has it all under control. So all we have to do, Brother Miller, is give God thanks. For this is the will of God. Job then sinks his feet in, raises his hand,
raises his voice and makes a strong declaration. Though he slay me, though he takes me out, yet will I trust him. I know it's not easy, but it's always right. And I'm reminded of several years ago officiating a funeral for my brother, brother's baby. A newborn baby, fully developed, that on Friday they said, your baby is breached. We can't have your child naturally. We'll schedule Monday. Three days later, we'll do a C-section. Take the baby out. But somehow in the midst of those three days, that umbilical cord got wrapped around that baby. And on Monday morning, what he thought was going to be the most joyful day of his life finds there is no heartbeat with that baby. And they had to give birth to a dead baby. And I arrive. I'm supposed to have all the answers. I'm supposed to know what to say. He's screaming. Crying. Why? I didn't have the answer. But I said, Chris, life is not fair. But God is always good. And God gave me a word. If I ever felt like God gave me a word, the word was, this baby will never know pain, heartache, suffering. All that baby will know is peace, love, and joy. And the first steps that that baby Michaela will ever take will be on streets of gold. And Brother Mendez, the first embrace the first hug would be in the arms of Jesus. In everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God. Did you lift your voice with me today? Did you lift your voice in this Hallowed sanctuary. 
There's a God that knows exactly what you're up against. There's a God that knows exactly what you are facing. You're not alone. Weeping may endure for a night, but if you'll just hang on, joy is coming in the morning. Lift up your voice with me today. Sharayana ya korasa, shorekatayasi. Oh, come on! There's a God fighting for you. There's a God that believes in you. Oh, I think it'd be fitting this morning for us to find our place, whether at the pew or at the altar, where we could connect with a God. We could fall on our knees. And we could worship Him. And we could give Him thanks. And we could say, God, in everything, I'm going to give you thanks. In everything, I'm going to give you praise. Lift up your voice in this house today. Oh, come on. Come on, these altars are open today for men and women that will run to the feet of Jesus and say, God, I surrender it all to you. I give it all to you, God. You're in control of my life. You give and you take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, I love you, God, today. I trust in you. I hope in you. Hallelujah. I need you, God. Oh. Come on, you're not alone. You're not facing this by yourself, but you've got a God that's fighting for you. You've got a God. I worship you, all the dreams, all the hopes, God. I give it to thee, Lord. I love you, Lord, today. I love you, Lord, today. Hallelujah.
They say when gold is in its purest form, where the Bible says pure gold tried in the fire. They say when gold is at its purest form is when you can look in and see your reflection. And when God has tried us, He can see his reflection in us. And I want God to know. Though I may not understand it. I'm going to trust in you. Nothing wrong in saying God why. But in those questions of why's. There's got to be raised hands. And voices saying God. I'm going to give you thanks. I'm going to give you thanks because you've been good to me. God, we love you today. We thank you for your touch. We thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that you hold our future, our tomorrow, our past, our present, our dreams, our goals, our ambitions. You hold them in your hand. And I pray, God, that you would touch your children here today. And you would let them know that they're not alone. And that you've got everything under control. I pray blessings on them. I pray your favor on them. But the power and the authority of the name of Jesus, touch them today and let them realize how blessed they are because we have you in our lives. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Clap your hands under the Lord. Stay here as long as you like. Find two or three people. Love on somebody. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. See you tonight, 530 for prayer. Six o'clock, wonderful service tonight. God bless you.